All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Can you see it? Did you notice? Check, but the puck comes right to Pedersen who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! Moments notice, it arms You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes beat reporter here. Like, I don't, I won't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in and down. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores! Don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go. Hello, Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, brought to you by the great folks at Zephyr Epic. Lots of exciting stuff going on at Zephyr Epic right now. If you're into those NBA and NFL cards, they got you covered. They've got weekly case breaks that you can go check out on Twitch. Awesome. 
absolutely go check it out. Follow them on all platforms. Zephyr Epic. Z-E-P-H-Y-R Epic on all platforms. And we are delivered to you by the great folks at DoorDash. Use promo code CONVODD, capital C, capital D's. All first-time users of the app, 25% off your first order and free delivery. Does not get much better than that, folks. My name is David Quadrelli. I am joined, as always, by the man who built the place, Chris Faber. Chris, it is a hot, smoky day today. Yep, hot summer day. And you forgot forgot to mention Zephyr Epic hot summer splash sale as well. 20, 30, 40% off, as well as uh, Pokemon fans out there. We don't get to talk Pokemon a lot no. on the show. Both big fans of the franchise, of course. Uh, but they're taking pre-orders for Evolving Skies. So I guess a new uh guess. when did when did you like when did you kind of tune out Pokemon like which well series like I for me it was after I think Johto was the second region like after the first 250 I I'm clueless on Pokemon. You got to remember we're different ages. My first Pokemon game? Oh yeah. Pokemon Diamond. Like that was like 2008 2009. Okay. I was tuned out by that time. Well, I I would hope so, but are you um are you talking just trading card game or are we talking video game? Because I just I just played Sword last year and it was fun. Right. No, I haven't played any of the new video games. Like I played Pokemon Go. You got to get a Switch. We got to get you a yeah, Switch. I mean, that's, you know, I, I, that's the next big purchase maybe. It's not even like a huge amount of money. But hey, man, I just saw what I'm getting in for my student loan uh, money for this year. It's about three times as much as last year for some reason. I don't know how that all works out. As soon as it hits, you go buy that Switch. I think we'll be getting a Switch on uh, <laughs> September 7th when that money hits uh, for the student loan, which, by the way, man, I am not excited to go back to school at all. I Yeah. I'm yeah. excited to be in person, but to have school on top of everything, it's going to be so stressful. I'm pretty jealous of you for that, for sure. Yeah, I would not. I, I, I did not want to go back to school, so I, I'm happy to be done, but... Uh, all the all the best to you. I'll be I'll be watching from afar. Yeah, I'm gonna need uh, all the best. I'm gonna need a lot of uh, a lot of help this one. I'm gonna be a crazy person for a little bit, uh, definitely during school. But hey, let's get into a little. We got a mailbag episode this week. Yes, mailbag, which is gonna be a lot of fun. But uh, but first, let's let's touch on a few news and notes. Uh, Tristan Nielsen and Ashton Sodner sign AHL deals with the Abbotsford Canucks. Love the both love both signings because yep. Sodner is gonna be. Sautner might be the captain of that Abbotsford Canucks team from the people that I've talked to around the organization, the players that have played with him. I think he might have worn an A when he went over to Winnipeg's, to the Manitoba Moose, because he was loaned yes, there, right? I think he yes, wore an yes. A for them. Like a guy just showing up from another organization and getting an A on his chest, that's pretty wild. I think he might be captain of the Abbotsford Canucks. Should have given it to Archer Silovs. Well, yeah, but Silovs, he might not even be playing games for... Yeah, for we'll, we'll get to that in another week. Another week for sure. You're on goalie okay, block right first now. Of so. all, uh, okay, first of all, we should say... Last week, there were, there were some people messaging me like, hey, man, like, are you okay? Like, Faber was really hard <laughs> on you. I'm like, he's just joking. Like, Faber's not, Faber doesn't actually bully me uh, when, we, uh, when we're off air. So it's funny because we did the Patreon right before. Yeah. Patreon.com slash Canucks Convo if you want to get on that. And I was in such a good mood. Then I think, like, as we're closing, <laughs> I remembered the last episode as we were about to record. And I was like, by the way, I'm pissed at you about the last episode. <laughs> yeah, we that won't was, rehash that, was that, though. Yeah, people, people were messaging me. They're like, man, he was way too hard on you. I'm like, he's just joking. He, he loved it. He loved the goalie talk. Well, I well I didn't, but let's not redo this on the show. <laughs> no, here. we we got a mailbag. We got tons of questions. Thank, yeah, thanks to everyone. Thanks to all the listeners. We needed some help this week. There was not a lot of news. I don't think we could have done the full episode. Dissect on... Archer Silovs and Ashton Sautner's games. No, but hey, Tristan Nielsen talked to him uh, right before I came here. 
nice sounded giggly dude, man. He was he was leaving the gym in Calgary. Uh, his family's up in Fort St. John. He he loves Vancouver because he grew up in Fort St. John. That's pretty much the answer right there. Uh, you know, I've I've worked in Fort St. John a little bit when I was up north working uh, in my younger twenties, but. I can see why he liked Vancouver a lot more. He loved the ocean, uh, loves the lakes. He's very excited to to get back to Vancouver and, and kind of said that it was like a dream come true for him as, you know, an undrafted player, as an overager of the WHL. It was kind of a dream when he found out that Abbotsford was coming, you know, from Utica. It was it was a dream of his to, to play for that team. So he got the opportunity and really no expectations for him. He's, he just wants to make the team, right? Like he's not being brought in here to be a top six guy. He wants to just make the team. He's a guy who can play both wings, penalty kill, power play. Did everything for the Giants last year. He was incredible last year. Pretty much scored as much as uh, Justin Sordiff did. So, I mean, you know, Nielsen's a, he's a player. He's, he's a good player that's going to be added to that group. And that AHL team needs a lot of these younger guys with no experience, right? Like they need these prospects to play there because of the veteran rule. So it, it's, it's a slam dunk uh, signing for the Abbotsford Canucks in my eyes. Fastest skater in the WHL. Multiple people have said that. I asked him about that. And you know what he said? He said, yeah, I am really, fa- I am very fast. <laughs> that's his exact quote. I oh. am very fast. So, yes. um, I, mean, I love it. I love it too. It's, it's a, a confident kid. Training camp, toss him a shirt that just says "I am very fast." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's good. Uh, I'm sure he'll love that. We should Speaking do that to which, Klimovich as well. <laughs> I got a shirt uh, that I'm excited to wear to training camp. I think I told you about. Yeah, what's this. up with you? There's something about you and all these joke shirts you're going to be wearing to training camp. You've been saying you're going to wear t-shirts. You're going to wear hats. You you and Drancer might be wearing matching fedoras on day one of camp. Okay, what's I never said about? I was wearing a fedora. I just told you that you know day one of camp. Day one of camp and, you know, aspiring media out here, take notes. If you're new, you got to, like, I was dressed up. First day of camp, I was dressed up. Like, I was I was wearing the Jeff Patterson, the Dan Murphy special. Well, Dan Murphy wears a suit to everything. But, he has to. Yeah. Well, no. For TV, yeah. First day of training camp, Dan TV. Murphy showed up, and he was just wearing a suit and eating all the sandwiches. He didn't have to do any work. Well, maybe he did. I shouldn't say that about Murph, but... He he wasn't doing any TV for first day of training. Maybe okay. he was actually. Probably first day of yeah. training camp. They'd be on TV. Yeah, that. Yeah, he must have, right? Yeah. Because yeah, all I remember is we were all in the media room, and he he showed up in a suit, and he was he was eating the sandwiches. He was living life. I like how it's going to be kind of new for everyone out there at training camp that we're going to be able to get to you know a lay of the land on the arena, right? Like, yeah, I'm excited for that because I'm going to be out there a lot. Uh, so it'll be nice to kind of get the lay of the land. I'm going to be hanging out with Ben. Uh, quite a bit getting his yeah. his help on the uh, on the arena. Maybe get the uh, come an hour early and get a tour of the place or something. Find out. See, remember Pacific Coliseum the Triple O's? Well, I've never tri- been. I think I've mentioned this on the show. There were two Triple O's at the Pacific Coliseum. One of them had lineups. The other one was by like the players' entrance, but wasn't closed off to fans. Always, always more empty. Okay. Also, when I grow up, I want to be Dan Murphy. Yeah. Not actually. I don't really want to be on TV. Fair enough. I I just want to be Dan Murphy. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, lives a good life. Plays a lot of golf. Plays a lot of golf. Couple golden retrievers. My favorite dog. No, it was funny. So I, I talked to Jonah Gadrich two days ago and his quote about golf. I didn't put it in the article, but I was like we were kind of wrapping up and we were just chatting non hockey stuff after, talked about the wedding and so I asked him like you've been golfing a lot? He's like he's like, Yeah, I've got him about twenty times or so. We were both joking about how it's it's good because your his wife and my girlfriend, they see the steps that you take when you go play around at golf. And I, I think I've met just you when we go yeah. play a few times. Like, man, I get like 10,000 steps playing golf. And you, you just like show it off to your significant other, like how much you walked around. And he's like, then he starts talking about his golf game. He's like, I'll never shoot par. 
He's like, but, you know, I just have fun playing golf. I was yeah. like, well, you sound just like all of us, man. Like, <laughs> you know, professional athletes, they doesn't mean they're good at golf immediately. Like, I loved his quote about, you know, I'll never shoot par, but it's pretty fun. And I was <laughs> like, yeah, you sound like a just one of us uh, on the golf course for sure. Absolutely. Okay, we'll jump into the mailbag here. First question is from Disto, and it's directed at you, Chris. Chris stated that the Abbey Nucks may have the best D in the AHL. So what role will Jet Wu play and who will his partner be? I hope they focus on his 5v5 and PK play as he isn't likely to be on the power play when he makes the show. Yeah, I think that's that's going to be the exciting thing is it depends who falls down to that Abbotsford team for, you know, if Brad Hunt's there, he's going to be playing top minutes. If, if Yulevi's there, he's going to be playing top minutes. But the way that it's kind of shaping up on that right side is, you know, Wu might end up being the third defenseman really like of that group. And last year, Wu got a little bit of power play time. That's not going to happen this year, I don't think, with the defenseman that they're bringing back. But a potential partner, I mean, maybe Ashton Sautner, maybe Breezebois might be an option for him. I mean, a couple of guys who have been around the WHL or the AHL for a long time. Uh, so I'm, you know, I think it's going to be a better role for him. But he might, he's not going to be playing the same amount of time as he was last year. Like his minutes are going to decline after what he was doing with the with the Utica Comets last year, and I don't think that's a bad thing. Like he he's going to be, you know, Brady Keeper going to be there burrows sorry i forget his name kyle burrows kyle burrows the right shot defenseman is going to be there madison bowie's going to be there like they have a strong right side i i hope that they prioritize Wu, and i think he will because he doesn't have the veteran status he's going to get a lot uh, of games in but i don't know if his ice time is going to be it wouldn't surprise me like i said for him to be on the third pairing to be honest next question from cap space wins cups andy if you could add any player from another team onto the Canucks with no cap worries, what player do you choose and why? I'll answer first, give you some time to think about it. Because at first, my mind automatically went to Connor McDavid. Yeah. But I was also like, I don't think so. I think if you could add any player and you're not trading anybody, right? Like, it's not like we're saying, oh, you, you get rid of Horvat and you bring in McDavid. That's not the question. Add any player from another team. I think the answer is kill McCarr. Right? Like with no cap concerns. Ooh. I think it's Kill McCarr. Yeah, I guess just like adding to your organization. Yeah, you're just adding somebody. I don't think you go with a forward. I think you still go with Connor McDavid in the end. He just he he changes games more than anybody, I think. I, I see yeah. where your argument's coming from, especially like how young McCarr is. You know, Adam Fox might be another option as well mm. if you want to look for kind of a more well rounded defenseman. But yeah, like if you want to go with the youth, you could go with Kill McCarr. I mean, there's not a lot of other guys that would even like intrigue me more than Connor McDavid. You had Connor McDavid to your team. You're you instantly have one of the best lines in hockey, no matter who he's playing with. Right. I mean, I would go with McDavid just cause that's, I know it's the easy answer, but you know, I, I see where you're coming from with Kale McCarr, especially like adding to an organization for years to come. Ken Holland was asked this question and he said, Duncan Keith. Well, yeah. I mean, you need the veteran leadership. That's so that's undervalued uh, from NHL GMs. Yeah, we obvious. need Jay Beagle. Bring me Jay Beagle or bring me death. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I'm surprised Beagle isn't going to land in, in Edmonton. He feels like the, <laughs> the guy that they would need on their fourth line. I'm sure Sutter had an offer from the Oilers. Offseason's not over, baby. Uh, yeah, that's true. All right, let's let's get to You know, we have so many questions, and I feel like we do a bad job in the mailbag sometimes of, like, going off. I want to try and get, like, a lot of questions. Yeah, let's in. get a lot in. I think, like, not, not the longest answers. Maybe we'll get deep into some. Uh, but we got a baseball question here, uh, Quads, from Crypto underscore Canuck. Do you think Otani is a lock for MVP now that Vladdy has gone cold? And also, if you could only have one back next year, would it be Robbie Ray or Marcus Simeon? Uh, let's start with the VIP one. or <laughs> VIP, the VIP. MVP one right off the top. Um, 
Yeah, Vladdy's been cold for like three weeks now, it feels like. like yeah. His average has dropped. He hasn't hit that many home runs in the last three weeks. Yeah. But the thing for me is like you look and it's going to be hard to to beat Otani because he's what six and one on the mound, seven and one. He's now? A, he's a good pitcher. Is him on the yeah, mound two ninety three or something like it that? Makes such a massive difference for the MVP to me. I I don't I don't think I uh, that's like a an out of bounds take to say no. but like what he does on the mound has to add to what he does with the bats so much because yeah. if you look at it straight up as a hitter, like Vladdy would be the MVP. Like, I think he's a better hitter than Otani. Otani has, what, like two more home runs. He has less RBIs, a worse average by, like, 50 points. Yeah. So, like, as a hitter, the MVP is Vladdy Guerrero. Yeah. But, if there wasn't a one-in-a-century player yeah. having a career year right now, Vladdy, that's Vladdy's award to lose, right? And it was at the start of the year. But then Otani really took off. Like, Otani was... Otani's been great this year. He wasn't as hot as he is now, like... Prior to the All-Star break, he was really hot, but like the first three weeks of the season kind of flew below the radar. Like it wasn't, people weren't like, oh my gosh, this guy's MVP, but that was kind, kind of Vladdy's thing. He up going into the All-Star game when he yes. knocked, he had that three home run game or something. Yeah, yeah he was then, he was hot. Well, he struggled a little coming out of the All-Star break right. um, after that derby. But Vladdy, like April, that was Vladdy's month. Like Vladdy was insane that yeah. month. So that's why people were saying MVP, but... You know, when when a guy is pitching with a sub three ERA and he's putting and he's leading the league in homers, yeah. I don't think he's like it's even crazy. What that sentence you just said is like crazy to actually think about. Yeah, it is. That he's got a seven and one record, under three ERA, and he's leading the league also in home runs hit. Like that's know, a crazy. It's, it's thing insane. To it's insane to watch. Um, it's it, like, it was cool to watch for the baseball. Jays. The Jays were playing against the Angels. Yep. just this past week, it was nice to watch those two match up. Um, you know, and just see, you know, probably the top two MVP leaders right now yep. of the league going up against each other, especially with, o- and then the fact that Otani pitches in one of the games is kind of crazy too. You like, know what was, I like, and I, I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent here, but they have an AL MVP and an NL MVP. I wonder like how cool would it be if the NHL did that? Like, would you like to see the NHL do that? Um, I kind of like how they have it set up for hockey. To yeah. Be I would keep it the way it is. I don't think you need one from each conference really yeah. i wouldn't like that personally i don't think i would either after i said it out loud but i think because the way because the the game is played different in baseball it makes sense right i mean having a dh in the american league and not having one in the national league it's it's a different game it's played different so it makes a lot of sense to have an mvp different for each of those leagues but you know for for hockey yeah it's just conference they're, they're all playing the exact same game with the exact same rules okay uh second part of that question sure it, we can answer this one quickly. Was it Robbie Ray or Marcus Semyon? Who would you want back for the Jays? Because I think both are UFAs after this year. Do mm. they call them UFAs in baseball? They would. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah okay. I think so. It's fair enough. Um, I think you're going with... That's a tough one. I think you're going with Robbie Ray. Because you're going to trade... They're, they're, Lourdes Gurriel has gone this offseason, I think. They have so many outfielders. Like They got Springer, Grichik, Tay Oscar. That's your outfield, right? You've got Grishik locked in for, I think, four more years after this. Let's, let's not get too into the baseball talk, but short answer is... Uh, yeah. I'd go Semyon, personally. You want to keep him or let yeah, him go? Yeah, I would keep him. Yeah. I would let... You know, they already went and kind of went out to get Barrios as another pitcher for their staff. You can find another one in free agency, but like what Semyon's been able to do to the top part of that lineup is yeah. like 
you know, you always want to have like five good hitters to start your yeah. lineup. And they didn't, they had three or four, but with him in there, it really makes a big difference. I, I mean, think he, if, he smashes. If they didn't trade Austin Martin for Barrios, that's a good point. Then I think it's a different conversation. Yeah. And the fact that he's willing to play second base, but also can play short. Yeah. Like Semyon's a huge addition to them. Yeah. Okay. I got a couple rapid fire here. Okay. Uh, from Trevor Connors, over under, will Bo Horvat score over or under 30 goals next season? I'm going to say under. Yeah, I'd love to say over, but I'm going to say under. What if it's well. 25? I think he scores between 25 yeah. and 30. Okay, I agree. I think the added offense to the line, and it'll depend what they can do at five on five, right? Yep. You know, if it's Huglander on that line and he's setting him up and Garland finds some chemistry with Horvat, maybe he does get over 30. But if I'm a betting man, I, I would take under on 30. But okay. 25, it makes me think about it. I think he'll get around that, maybe a little over that. Mark Valella asks, how far could you throw quads? And obviously this is for you. Oh, man. Are you okay saying your weight on yeah, the show? 152 now. 152? Which is great. I was 115 in March of 2020. Well, I was going to say, like, when we started, <laughs> I knew I could throw you pretty far, but you've packed on quite a bit of, not calling you fat because you've put on muscle. Thank you. <laughs> but you've uh, you've definitely added some weight since, since when I met you. So, yeah, I mean, 150 pounds, it would depend how I was throwing you, I guess. I could probably throw you a few I feet. Think if, well, if I was, like, trying to help. You know, oh, like if I if I'm if I'm curled up in a ball, like what if this was an Olympic event and we were on a team and I'm trying to get as far as I can? Like I think I think we could get about ten feet if Actually I'm like cool springboarding idea for an Olympic event. Yeah, you get a small guy and a big guy and see how far yeah. you can throw the small guy. I'm imagining this now. That would be hilarious. Us oh, wearing yeah. like Team well, Canada the best gear in the world at it. Like a yeah. huge guy throwing a tiny little man, just yeah. launching him. Oh man, isn't that like a scene from? Uh, from Wolf of Wall Street. Never watched like, it. you never seen Wolf of Wall Street? No, never. Oh, man. That's such a good movie. Yeah, they're like throwing little people into like a... They put them in like Velcro and throw them onto like a I thought Velcro that was board. a skip from Jackass. It was, I guess. But apparently it was something... I don't know how real the, the movie is, but... It, I don't. I don't know if you ever see this, but the guy from Wolf of Wall Street, like he reviews the movie sometimes. He has a TikTok, and he like oh he'll oh watch a yes scene yes and see how real it was. Okay. And then he'll be like, yes, this actually happened. Or, wow, no, this sort of happened. And like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. the stories are pretty okay. crazy with him. Interesting. But, yeah, I, I think, don't know. I probably could get at least ten feet. Ten feet. I don't know about that. Well, where are we measuring? Because I'm I'm like five foot eight. If I'm stretched out, going for oh, the distance, is doing? it where my hand touches, or is it like you know? What what where how are yeah, we measuring if, this? Yeah, if, if it's like falling down and reaching as far as you can, probably close to ten feet, eight yeah. to ten feet. I think I'd wear I'd wear like ski goggles. I'd we'd we'd look legit Team yeah. Canada gear. We could get you going like a like a cheerleader, you know, like how cheerleaders get launched up in the air. Yeah, we could do something like that. Yeah, we could probably get you ten feet. Yeah, if you're reaching and and like laying out for it full board. I this think is Patreon content right here. Yeah. Patreon content next week is going to be a lot of fun. It is. I don't know if we're going to do it maybe late in the week yes. next week because I'm I'm gone Monday yeah. to Wednesday. But um, go ahead and say what it is. Yeah, what we're going to do, we told our Patreon people already, we're going to, um, since we have this awesome setup that the Patreon money has helped us buy with our roadcaster here, we can very easily listen back to things and play music and, and stuff while we're recording. So what we're going to do is we're going to go back and listen to the first episode that Quads, yourself and I did together. Uh, like, and it's funny cause we've listened to it a little bit and we can't believe how fast we're talking and it, like, we're so jittery and nervous about the first recording. Yeah. So we're going to go back and listen to episode 61, the very first episode where you joined the show 
and uh, just going to do like a, a commentary on it, like they do with TV yep. shows or movies uh, with the producers. But we're going to do that, and I think that'll be a lot of fun. Might be like a three part series, maybe yep. for the Patreon. We'll start that next week. That'll be cool. If you want to get into that, uh, patreon.com slash Canucks Convo. You got to, you got another one there? Yeah. Best club level concession food at Rogers Arena. I'm, I always go to Triple O's, and that was before Triple O's. Like last season, for those that don't know, Triple O's was the only thing that we could get last year. Like usually they have a buffet yeah. for media. Obviously that wasn't going to be a thing. So we had triple O's at discounted prices. And that was fantastic. Cause I, when I used to go to games as a fan, triple O's was what I got like every time, but carve carve sandwiches. Hmm. You would get the Montreal smoked meat sandwich from there. It's a tidy piece of work. The tidiest piece of work is you don't even go to concession. You go across the street. That's the best thing oh, you can do. Yeah, but that's not the question. Well, that's, Club level concession. I don't eat. Cl- if I'm going to the game as a fan, which I still do, and I will be going next year sometimes as a fan as well, I got to, I got to take the girlfriend and her family. To oh, the that's right. To so I was going to say, I'm like, why would you pay for a ticket? <laughs> no, we're going we're to go to some You got a reason. Um, but yeah, we're, you know, you go across the street, you go to Costco, you get a dog for $1.50, you get a Polish. Hmm. Which, yeah, you, you go get a Polish dog, maybe a poutine. Like, their fries are good. The poutine's fries are good. pretty good. I, I used to, at the end of training camp, this past training camp, I'd go to, right across the street, Costco, every time. Wow. Because I was normally going to BCIT or going somewhere else and maybe here to record after. So we were doing a lot of, uh, had a lot of poutines wonder, there for a while. I wonder what the good spots in Abbey are, the Abbotsford Center. wonder what we're going to do for lunch. That's a good question. That's we'll question. figure it out. Probably we'll a cactus out. out there. Ooh, ca- there is a cactus out there. Okay. We go to Earl's, we get the spinach dip. Breadsticks okay. and spinach dip at Earl's. Oh. Are we doing that one day? Oh, yeah. Camp? We're okay. going to try and hit happy hour as much as we can. Maybe not sure. have as many beers as, as we'd like, but yeah. the, the food, you can still get the, what do they call it, happy hour? They take the H off when you're just getting food. Happy hour? I guess. I don't know. Makes sense. I don't me. eat there often. Okay, who's your favorite superhero? And do you have any pets? This is from JL on Twitter. Sorry. And uh, last one was from Grim Whiskey. Okay, favorite superhero? Mine's Spider-Man. Yeah, I was, Spider-Man's I was thinking dope. Spider-Man. I mean, I'm not a huge superhero guy in the end, to Fair. be 100 percent honest. I, you know, I still think of Tobey Maguire as Spider-Man. That's that's mm. how uh, like dialed out of the superhero universe I am. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'd have to go. I'd probably go Spider-Man as well, just from being a kid growing up liking Spider-Man. Okay, this from Josh the Zamboni guy. When was the first Canucks game you attended? Well, um. I can been... go first if you want. Yeah, go for it. You can go first. Okay, so 2010, Blackhawks were in town. It was my 10th birthday. And, yeah, so it was the 2009-2010 season. It was my 10th birthday, and I got to go, and I don't remember anything about the game. But, I, I and then I didn't go for games for a few years, actually. But then I went to one game that sticks out was uh, the game Bo Horvat scored his first goal. I remember, I think I've told this story, but it was against the Anaheim Ducks and I won it in grade nine English honors uh, because the teacher had these two tickets to a Canucks game and it was a word game where she spelt out a bit like three words and whoever could unscramble the most won. And it was funny because I was doing it and like when, when there was Canucks tickets on the line, I got like 46 and the person in second and third had like 22 and like 19. <laughs> it was, it was insane. I, I, I turned it on for that, that exercise. That's uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, that's clutching up, I guess. In the <laughs> I end. did clutch that's up. What you got to do there. I, my, the first game I ever went to Todd Bertuzzi had a hat trick. Uh, he scored the third goal in overtime to win it where he just like, he came in kind of like, 
you know, this is like 2001. So there's still a lot of hooking and grabbing and he was mm. going in on not really a breakaway because the guy was like holding him the whole time. But then like him, the guy that was defending him and the puck all just like went into the net and they just like, it was a goal. Like, it's just like <laughs> what a goal was in 2001. You were just allowed to do that. Like they all went into the net. The puck went across the line and that was the game. So it was a, a Bertuzzi hat trick. I believe it was the Washington Capitals. Hmm. I believe it was the Washington Capitals and it would have been before Ovechkin as well. So uh, that was a good one. That was the one. Of the, that was the first game I remember going to uh, as a kid. It must have been eight or nine years old, probably, because hmm. I was on the island. It was hard to get over there. Like you came over here, it was a, it was a full day. You had to get a hotel. You had to do everything. Um, I got a question here, and we'll wrap up uh, the first half of the uh, of the episode here, the mailbag episode, flying by. Yeah, I just looked at the time there. I couldn't believe how far in we are already. Yep. Mailbags are fun and also very easy because we didn't have a lot of news. It's it's fun to do uh, a mailbag here and be saved by the listeners and followers of the show. My, I think this is my favorite question, my favorite question from the whole thing, and I, I even commented on saying this is a great question. Uh, this is from Keaton Luth at Luth underscore K on Twitter. said, what would you rather have as a general manager, the fourth to seventh overall pick in the draft, two picks between 20 and 32, four second-round picks, or 12 picks in rounds three to seven. So I'd have one, to pull this tweet up in front one of you and to four, read it. No, no. One pick between four and seven. Yeah. In the draft. Four to seven. Two overall. between 20 and 32. Yes. I'm taking that. Two between 20 that. and 32. You can find some value in there. You could build a blue line. Yeah. I, that, you know what? I, I probably, in, I don't know if this is for the Canucks right now, but even just in general, I think it's be, for me, it's between four second round picks. And two picks between twenty and thirty-two. Yeah, because four second-round picks, you can really find some value there. Yeah, but at the same time, two picks between twenty and thirty-two, you can find one guy that falls and one guy that you like out of like the best next group of players. But yeah, I think I'm going with four second-round picks. Yeah, I think that's a safe one. I think I'm going to go with four second-round picks just because the value you're able to get there and just like not only getting two players at two positions or one player at one position, you can go two forward, two defensemen. You could probably get one of the best goalies in the draft. I'm surprised you didn't pick that for that reason. Hmm. You're probably picking one of your goalies between 20 and 32, I guess. No, I'm picking my goalie. goalie No, I'm taking my goalie late. I'm looking for those intangible assets because Ian Clark (laughs) told me. You can get a good goalie in the second round, though, man. You're getting the best that's not a first rounder there. You know how I feel about high-drafted goalies. Yeah. A lot of the times, they're just, yeah. I know how you feel. You feel wrong. Yeah, okay. Telling me Askarov is going to be nothing. Askarov's not going to be that great. People are going to be so stunned. It's going to be starting for the best team. No, in people KHL are going to be so year. stunned. And people think this take just comes from the World Juniors. I've been saying this way before the World Juniors. What if he's a starter on CSK or at SKA this year? What? A, okay. Good for him. And I, he's playing against KHL competition. Is he improving his hands at all? We'll see. Okay. We, he's we'll wearing see. a GoPro. Maybe that's helpful. He's got insane athleticism, though. Oh, like, yeah. we were gushing about, you know, we gush about a Kua. Koskenvo's athleticism and Silov's, man, like, Askarov's on another level. He just needs the right coaching. You know what? I, I stand for him, and he's got this glove on the wrong side. Yeah. And I still stand for Askarov. And you know how much I hate goalies who catch with the right hand. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Don't get me started on that. All right. Um, we'll go to break. Yeah, we'll go to break here. I think, like I said, I'll answer it with uh, with C there, four second-round picks. And you're going to go with the two? Two between 20 and 32? Yeah. Okay. 
Good answer. I mean, there's, there's, you can't really go wrong here. Maybe the late round picks. That throws me off a little bit. All right, we'll, we'll throw it a break here. Uh, we got a lot more questions to get to on the other side, but I feel like we've done a pretty good job of rolling through some questions here in the first half of the episode. But uh, we'll throw it a quick ad break here, and then on the other side, we will finish up. We're still going to do the poll question. Maybe a little prospects report, maybe at the very end, if there's anything to talk about. But we're going to dive right back into the mailbag after some words here from our sponsors. All right, folks, that's right. We got a new ad finally here for Parallel 4-9 Beer. You want to get down to the street kitchen, folks. It's more than just a street kitchen now. Now it is a full-on beer gardens. Absolutely beautiful. You've seen Quads and I tweeting about it. The food's amazing. A ton of beers on tap. Quads as well. You've had uh, not only beers, but what other drinks did you like there? had the Muddler's Pink Lemonade. That was very good. You need to go get the food, though. The food at the Parallel 49 Street Kitchen, ridiculous. What did we eat that one day? Poutine, cheeseburger. I ate it all. Waffle fries, and then we got those Korean barbecue wings. Yeah, the spicy chicken burger. That's my go-to. But what you do, a little trick for everyone, you swap out the jalapenos for their pickled cucumbers. Very, very good. Highly recommend that. That's down at 1950 Triumph Street off an East Van. That's Parallel 49 at 1950 Triumph Street. Check them out in East Van and go down and try some beers and be sure to get some food down on that beautiful patio. The pandemic and a slow economy are making it tough on a lot of people to find steady, good-paying work. But one industry is bucking that trend. Construction companies are hiring and need more workers than ever before. Upload your resume to icba.ca and get noticed. With more than 3,000 employers on our ICBA team, our employment network can connect you to businesses crewing up for the 2021 construction season. Trades jobs that pay well, offer excellent benefits, invest in safety training, and give a firm career foundation. Check out icba.ca slash jobs. Squish Beverage, my new favorite drink of the summer. Absolutely crushable. The right drink to bring down to the beach, the right drink to bring down to the river, camping, whatever you're doing this summer. Squish is the beverage for you. They have original hard seltzers and a bunch of different flavors, but the lemonade ones, those are my favorite quads. Me too. I can drink more than one of those. They're crushable. Which is good. So when you go down to the beach, you're bringing how many? More than one. More than one. Unlike last time. Absolutely. This is the hard seltzer for you. This is the hard seltzer for summer. Go out and try Squish. You can find their original flavors of hard seltzer at BC Liquor Stores. But if you want to do a little bit of digging, that's where you're going to find the lemonades. My favorite. And you can find those at private liquor stores all across British Columbia. All right. And a massive thank you to all of our sponsors here at the Canucks Conversation Podcast. Chris, we're going to get into the poll question right now. I'll give you a chance to pull that up while I continue to talk and stall a little bit. But We've got a poll question. Go ahead. The Our Business, no, the Our Your Business Here poll question. What was the question today? Question today was, which prospect are you most excited to follow this season? Uh, first option, I mixed it up for the for the listeners this week. I'm angry. It's the first option. Hmm. Uh, second poll, second poll option. 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 Yeah, that makes sense. Choice. Uh, Arvid Kosmar, then Aiden McDonough, and Dmitry Zlodiev. So out of that I group, went with McDonough. You went with McDonough? I did. You know what? I was a little bit surprised. Like, I was expecting McDonough to win this for sure. Yeah. I'm a little surprised to see how close it is with Zlodiev. I'm not. You've hyped him up a lot. Have I? Whoops. No, like, he, <laughs> he definitely deserves it. Um, I, you know, yeah, somebody's angry. Klimovich wasn't included. Mm. Fish Dancer asked, where are the goaltending prospects? They're not yes. going to be anywhere. Let's go. Let's go, Fish Dancer. Uh, Josh came in with Yanni Yermo. <laughs> Terry said Tyler Madden. Come on, Terry. Uh, <laughs> and then... Uh, Pod Golzin uh, said Aiden 100%. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was expecting Aiden McDonough. I mean, this is a year where we've talked about it. You know, a lot of people were wondering, does he go pro after what he did last year? There was no chance of that happening. He's going back for his junior year. But this this is kind of the year where it's like, if he rips it up, the Canucks are going to come calling for sure to get him to go pro. Whether it's jumping into Abbotsford or, now, or Vancouver, I think now that the fact that the AHL team is in Abbotsford... I think that's incentive for Aiden McDonough to go pro. And I mean, what if Jack Rathbone's down in Abbotsford, you know, saying, bro, you got to come play with us here and like be a big part of this team, come out of school. Like there's, there's a real chance that Aiden McDonough goes out of school after this, this, his junior year and jumps right into pro. So I, I wasn't surprised to see him winning because out of those three, I would be a little surprised to see Kosmar come to the AHL after next year. Um, I would be very surprised to see Zlodiev come to the AHL after this year, but McDonough, by the end of his season, it wouldn't shock me to see him land in the AHL or potentially even some NHL games if the Canucks have fallen off and not even been in a playoff run near the end of the year, which would really suck. But I, I see the hype behind McDonough, but I was a little surprised. He's got So McDonough's got 33% of the vote. Uh, Zlodiev's got 30%. So just behind him, 3% behind. And then I'm Angry's got 25 and Arvid Kosmar at 12. So very early uh, reaction to the poll question. I did tweet it out before we started recording, though. Um, but oh yeah, anything else you wanted to add maybe on any of those players? No, just McDonough. That's, that's my pick. McDonough is your guy there. Yep. Okay. Sounds good. Well, let's, let's get right back into the mailbag then. Uh, if you got a business and you want to sponsor the poll question, hit us up, DM us, DM the show, DM us, I don't know, send us an email, send an email to Canucks conversation at, uh, gmail.com. Maybe don't do that. I don't know that. I don't even we use don't, the email. No, please don't. Just send a yeah, DM send to a us DM. on Twitter. <laughs> send a DM. All right, let's get back into it. I, um, I had a good question here that I just read. Now I have lost it. I will find it right back open here. I know it was, uh, the question was, oh, here it is. Average Joe, uh, 80 on, on Twitter. Top three popsicles slash freezies. Let's, um, let's expand on it. Let's make it like frozen treats. Okay. Well, so I don't treats. like, I don't like popsicles. I don't like freezies. Really? No. So I was just like going to say. As a kid when the ice cream truck came by? Ice cream truck came, I'm getting an ice cream, an ice cream sandwich or, you know. So that's let's yeah let's go with your top three then go three to one your favorite frozen treat. Mm. I like the you know dilly what kind bar. Kind of fell off real quick. What? what were those little ones? that were little balls, little frozen like not Maltesers. Ice cream balls. They were tiny little ones. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I don't just, know what the name of them is. Yeah, but they I don't were the um, name. They're not Maltesers. Mini melts? Is that what they were called? Yes, yes. I remember mini melts. Yes. Okay, mini melts are in my top three. I loved those. They were good, but I haven't seen them or heard of them anywhere. Yeah, I wonder. Wonder if we go to Dank Mart if they'd be there. Oh, probably. Yeah, we'll see. All right, go for your three. Honestly, like the Dilly Bar reigns supreme for me. Oh, the Dilly Bar! I love the Dilly Bar. Mm. Also, you have to remember my options are a little limited here. That's right. Dilly Bar. I don't know. Like Dilly Bar, I think is one of the worst things at Dairy Queen. Really? Yeah. I just all it is is ice cream and sh- dipped around a chocolate. I know, and that's it's you can't beat the classics. I'm not for a me. big fan. The thing that with the I like Dilly ice cream bar, sandwiches a lot. Yeah, ice cream sandwiches. I like the Dairy Queen ice cream sandwich. I think they're so Yeah, the those are very solid. The Dilly Bars, to me, though, it's like you eat the chocolate and it's waxy. It's like waxy on the mm. top of your mouth. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know what you're saying. That's the chocolate. That's not what I like about the chocolate mm. there. That one out in Burnaby there, I've gone to it a few times now. They have big old milkshakes. It's right on uh, Broadway, I think, out there. Or Hastings, maybe? Glenburn? Glenburn, yes. Or yeah. Glenbury? Glenburn? No, Glenburn. Yeah, on Glenburn's Hastings and Gilmore. Good. That's one of my favorite, but yeah. we're going to go with treats here. Look at I me, like, taking I like you out to North Burnaby, bringing you to the North Burnaby culture. You didn't culture. bring me there either. You just told me, you told me, actually, I, you gave me the lookout to go to yes. out there. That was a nice, I give you all your was. North Burnaby info. Come on. That's true. Yeah, you do. Uh, for snacks though, like 
freezies or popsicles. Growing up as a kid, that's what I'm kind of going off of because I don't really have as much anymore. If I have some now, and this will be my number one, I guess, it's just a good ice cream sandwich. If you, you yeah. buy the premium ones, like even even the cheap ones, like No Name at Superstore, those are really good too. And you yeah. get a 24 pack for like $5.99 probably or something. But growing up as a kid, the one that you always wanted was the SpongeBob one. Yeah, the SpongeBob, SpongeBob one. one. Was it, it wasn't even that good. It, it was just like, and remember, like you'd get it, and like the label was so nice, and you get it. It's like a droopy face. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. half melted and then refrozen. SpongeBob, if he had Bell's palsy. Yeah, it was. It wasn't. Uh, wasn't a great. Um, you know, like the burger commercials. See how good a Big Mac looks on a commercial, yeah, and then you exactly. get it. A lot different. Same with the SpongeBob for sure. But that was like the one that everyone always wanted. But I like. Um, I think it's called. Is it called? It's a Caduzzi. I don't know. It's like a rounded um, freezy. It's just like it almost looks like a big thick piece of string like swung around with the flavor. I think it's called It's a Caduzzi. Mm. Hey. That's one of my favorites. I got to ask you about this. You take the ferry a lot. Yeah. You ever had the soft serve from the soft serve machine in the Coastal yes. Cafe? Okay. Do you follow BC Ferries memes yes. on Instagram? Okay. You know how they rate um, also listener of the show, the admin of that page. <laughs> yeah. Listens to support Faber, the Nanaimo kid. I appreciate but, that. But uh, yeah, great guy. Um, you know, he, he rates the, the soft serves. Have you ever, like, what's the best soft serve you've ever made? We, well, yeah, we've made some pretty big ones. Like, I feel like, well, this is like a, you know, sports teams did this long before, no offense to BC Ferry's memes. He hasn't been along long enough to be here, but like, we were doing this 10, 15 years ago yeah. on the ferry as like sports teams from Nanaimo coming across to play. Yeah, you went nuts because it was no limit what you could do with the extra large one. So you get the large cup, you know, it was the small cup and the large cup. Small cup, they'd give you some crap. Like if you loaded the small cup up, they'd be like, well, I'm charging you for a large when you went up and paid. But yeah, we used to load the large ones up. Like we would get a large, like four of us would get like $2 each. Then you go buy one for like eight bucks because that's how much it freaking costs for a large. And we would load them like good foot high. Like, and wow. you have to build a good structure on the bottom and work yeah. your way up. Yeah. yeah, we've we've definitely done that in the past. I almost sent that account... A picture because I saw a couple of girls that I follow on Instagram. They had a picture of them eating ice cream, and it was just like a little like the bowl was just covered to the oh, top. But how are you going to do that? Disgraceful. To BC, BC Ferries is screwing you over. They always screw you over. This is the one time you get a chance to screw them over a little bit and make an ice cream to the freaking ceiling. You do it every time. Yeah. You get as much ice cream as possible, and if it falls, it falls. You get some napkins, you wipe it up, you throw it in the garbage. <laughs> Be nice to the workers. I but. think uh, BC Ferries memes will really appreciate this this segment. Just a minute and a half dedicated and to good, soft serve. It's good serve. ice cream. Yeah. I personally like going with half vanilla and I half go twist. Swirl. Yeah, I'd go twist. Well, sure. I go, that's the thing. I go half twist and half vanilla because I like vanilla ice cream a little more. Oh, interesting. So it's more vanilla than chocolate. I'm just not a big chocolate ice cream guy. That's fair. Huh. I'm, a, I'm in the weird minority that likes strawberry ice cream like when you have neapolitan mm. yeah 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 i like strawberry the most like stra- i'm just a, i love strawberry i like everything. vanilla ice cream but i like i i've been i've been toying around with the desserts a bit since i moved out man i buy those i buy the big like 18 pack of king size chocolate bars from costco for like 12 bucks i think it is man i have kit kat ice cream get whatever you want like you just you know even if you want to make a milkshake blend it up Oh, I've been doing that lately with the Oreos. Oh, uh, you know, Dave had a nice little steak too. Yeah, I've been, I've like taught myself how to cook. I I think I've getting pretty good at cooking. What's uh, people need to know? Vegetable update. Have you cooked a vegetable yet? Yeah. No, I don't cook vegetables. I eat them raw. Basically. I eat a lot of carrots. Carrots and hummus. Oh my gosh. Okay. This will, this is a story because we've, we've said multiple times when I moved out, you were like, what's the first thing you're going to screw up? 
There's another thing on that list. I go to Safeway. I go, I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll buy some fruit. There was some grapes. It said $3.99 on the tag. Big oh. bag of grapes. I'm like, oh, hell yeah, $3.99 for all these is perfect. I probably won't finish all these, but I'll take it. So I go, I go pay, scans through at $14. I was like, whoa, 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 $14 for the grapes? And like, I had a feeling I screwed something up. So like, I'm not really one to make a scene or even say anything to the cashier. So I paid paid my bill, went home, and I was like thinking, I'm like, why why was this so much? And I looked at my receipt, three ninety nine per pound. Yeah. I got a grapes heavy are expensive, man. I got a heavy bag of green grapes. And then I was like, well, I paid this much for them. I ate green grapes out the wazoo for like five days straight. Just kissing like a racehorse. Oh, I was eating so many green grapes. I love green grapes though. Grapes are good. Have I think you seen I might the hack, go buy another uh, bag. You know me and my food hacks. Mm-hmm. What you do is you take grapes and you freeze them. Yes. And then you put a jello mix inside a oh. bag and then you shake them around and then you kind of let them unthaw a little bit and they're like little frozen. Oh, this might be a good answer to the question. You, oh, but yeah. you don't put like, you don't mix the jello. You just take the sugar from the jello and the wetness around the grapes just like covers it. So it's like grapes coated in jello powder. Oh, apparently okay. it's really good. I haven't tried it yet. That sounds good. Yeah. I'll have to get I it wonder. to it for sure. All right, next question uh, from JWU Honey Ribs. That's, that's quite the name um, on Twitter. Uh, where do you think Klimovich will play next season? Also, where would be best for him developmentally to play in your eyes? I'll Anything you- but the CHL, I think. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't think you want Klimovich playing. You don't want him to go to a league where he's just going to dominate, I don't think. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if we're talking best for his development, I... I don't I mean, know. He's coming out of a league that, you know, it's still a jump up to go from the Belarus second league to the QMJHL. But if he's ready for a bigger jump, I like him going for a bigger jump. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. Like, I think best for his development would be the AHL or the, maybe even the K. Yeah. I think that the KHL might be the best spot for him hmm. to go play with uh, Dynamo there, Dynamo Minsk, because there's like five Dynamo teams. Yeah. Uh, but for him to go play for them and actually like get top six minutes and play power play time, play against other really good because he's that's not a great KHL team. You know, it's a low lower budget KHL team that's not you know one of the powerhouses. Um, so I think getting him an opportunity to play against those powerhouse teams is is a good chance for him. And honestly, if he does play in the AHL, I don't know if he's playing more than you know to start the season at least before he proves himself. I don't know if he's playing more than like fourth line minutes or being an extra forward. You know, the way that this AHL team has filled out ever since they drafted him, there's not a lot of spots up for, for battle right now. We just talked we talked about Tristan Nielsen early in the episode. He's might he's probably not on the opening night roster. Like it's gonna be a close battle for him. You know, he's gonna have to have a battle at camp and show very well to get a to win a spot with the AHL team. So I I would love like man, the best spot for me, like looking at like very, you know, selfishly, if Klimovich were to play in the AHL, I'd love it. I would love to be able to go out to watch Klimovich play. Uh, in the AHL, but for him and you know developing and getting an opportunity to play against tougher competition, I like him in the K next year. And it's just alone, right? It's it's just him going over there for one year, and then next year he would be here with the AHL probably. So I, I like the KHL for him. Okay, this is actually a good question. We've got two. We'll go. We'll go Terry Guest first. Who are both of your favorite non Canuck players? Both of your favorite non Canuck players of all time. Mine's simple. Sid. Yeah. Yeah, it's Sid for me. That 2010 gold medal game, I did a I did a school project on Sidney Crosby after that. I don't actually like. I kind of want to think about this a little bit. You take your time. Like I, 
because my my era is a little bit before yours as well. Yeah. You know, I I always love Yarmor Yager. I always loved Yarmor Yager. Like growing up, he played forever in my childhood. I loved the way that he played. I loved how strong he was, but also so skilled. And like, I don't know. I think people sleep on like, you know, you bring out the top two players of all time. It's Gretzky. It's Lemieux. Like what Yager did is pretty unreal as a pro and Mm -hmm. to still be playing at this age at 50 now. Kind of crazy. The fact that he like owns a team and plays for them on weekends is hilarious. Yeah. Like that is absolutely hilarious. Um, I, yeah, I think Yarmer Yager is my, like I, you know, obviously I didn't really like, I would have been six years old when Wayne Gretzky retired. I didn't see him play. I saw Mario play. And I, I, you know, at an older age, post-cancer Mario. Mm. So, like, I didn't I didn't see Mario when he was, you know, young and unbelievable. So, I think I'm going to go with Yarmer Yager just because of what he was able to do. Uh, kind of as I was growing up watching him in his prime. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. This one's an interesting one as well. Would you rather go your entire life without seeing the Canucks win a Stanley Cup or see them win it all this year, but then you're never allowed to watch a Canucks game ever again? This one's tough for us. Because it also means we'd be able to work if we could never watch a Canucks game ever again. Yeah. Well, then we'd go cover the Blue Jays. We have some fun doing that. We, <laughs> okay. If there's if there's a we're like one losing season away, one more losing season away from this becoming a Blue Jays podcast, <laughs> pretty much. If okay, if there's if there's a job covering another team, and I don't have to leave Vancouver, like if I could get if I if there was enough media coverage and interest in the Vancouver Canadians, and I could just go cover them and not have to move or anything, then yes. I would be absolutely fine with the Canucks winning the cup and me never having to watch a game again. But let's let's take out our jobs. Let's say we both work normal jobs and uh, you're just a fan. What's your answer? Man. I think it's the same for me. I think I'd like to see the Canucks win a cup and never watch them again. I don't care. I, like, I want to see the Canucks win a Stanley Cup more than anything. Like more than anything in the world. But at the same time, I also want to like watch the Vancouver Canucks more than anything in the world. Really, like, is the answer that you they would never win, or just like, or is next year just guaranteed? Uh, next year's would you guaranteed. rather go your entire life without seeing them win a Stanley Cup? Yeah, yeah, I don't know if I could take that. Really? Why? Well, just like without winning a cup. So yeah, I would go another what? Probably going to live. You know, ten more years for sure, and then we'll see what happens after that. But like, holy you know, cow, low expectations. <laughs> well, the girlfriend's not listening to this. No, she hates when I say that. <laughs> um, but uh, I mean, yeah, like, I guess he would take the Stanley Cup and never watch again because yeah, that's what I'd the say. pain of never ever getting there. Like, if there was a chance to get, if even if he gave us like a one percent chance every year for the rest of my yeah. life, I'd take that. Okay, like even if you know, but over a guaranteed cup because the guaranteed cups are awesome, but not watching after is so brutal. Yeah. And it's not like, to me, it's not just like an ending. Like, it's not like, you know, we just retire we when did the Canucks it. win the Stanley Cup. You know, like, that's not what we would do as fans or as reporters or anything. So I, I think I would, man, this is tough. You're putting a lot more thought into it than I did. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I guess with zero chance of winning every year, I wouldn't want to watch that team. I'd do something else. So, yeah, I'd take the Stanley Cup uh, this year and then never watch anymore. From Pavel, pod. Pod goats in at pod goats in great handle. No clue if you guys drink Starbucks, but if you do, what's the best drink to buy at Starbucks? I'm an Americano guy. I used to go in before I before I started going more regularly, and I'd be like, "Can I have a medium espresso?" Mm-hmm. They're like, "What did you just say to us?" And now Grande Americano, that's my go-to. Mm. I um, I like the frozen sweet stuff. I get mm. the frozen. I get the fraps. They had um, what did they have? A I've, I had one with you. You mean sat went for lunch? Yep. 
uh, what was that? A while ago. It was almost a year ago. Um, but I had a s'mores frappuccino. That oh, was pretty wow. good. I like s'mores frappuccinos. I like, uh, I used to just go with the vanilla or the strawberry fraps. I, like I mentioned earlier with the strawberries, I like that. Um, but I'm a frozen, frozen frap guy. I'm, uh, you know, very basic, basic B when it comes to those ones. Mm. Who out of pods and hogs will first get significant PK usage? I mean, that's simple. It's Pod Colson. That's yeah. from Charlie Cole. Thanks for the question, Charlie. Uh, yeah, who do you think will be more effective? Pud Colson is the answer for both of those. Got a question from Young Judd and one from someone else says this as well. I got to look for it. Okay, so Shabbat Aurora asked how much will Jason Dickinson get for his contract, term, and money? And Young Judd asked if we think they'll settle or go to arbitration. I think they're going to settle ahead of arbitration. I put the contract, I think you're looking somewhere between two and a half to three million, I think that's kind of what the Canucks are looking for. Uh, yeah. I think Dickinson might be looking for three point five. No Ooh. clue on the years; it's too hard to tell with the years. No, I think they're going. I think it's two point two to two point eight. I think and that's I what think they're going to actually settle on. I think yeah. Dickinson's probably going into arbitration saying three point five. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, he might be going in with that. I think he's going in with like three. Yeah, maybe three to three point five. I I think the contract. I I think I guessed it the other day on uh, in a mailbag, but I think it's something. And I think I'm saying a different number now, but I'm guessing somewhere like two point four over three. Yeah, I think I think that's fair for. for both sides. All right, let's. Um, we're getting close to you know wrapping up the show here. We'll get to one final one. We I don't think we we had we had a question from Josh Zamboni guy, but I don't think it was this one, was it? The barbecue one? Nope. Okay, let's let's finish on this barbecue question from Josh Zamboni guy. Uh, one of the first guests of the Canucks combo, yes. long before you even knew this show existed. Mm-hmm. Um, barbecue time. Ketchup or mustard? That's a question. I, I I like both, but if I had to pick one, I think... Oh, you know what? Now it's mustard, I think. I used to really like ketchup. The question for me is, does this like a whole plate? Like, are you still allowed ketchup with your fries? Or are we just talking burgers and hot dogs? Mm. Like, is that what we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, I don't... It's not clear if, enough. if fries are involved, you need ketchup still to me. Yeah, exactly. But if it was just burgers and... and Hot dogs? I think I'm going mustard. I've been eating fries lately from in the air fryer mm-hmm. without without ketchup lately, and it's been really? good. I can't eat. Well, spe- you know what I can do is McDonald's fries without ketchup. I need ketchup really? with those. I can too. do McDonald's fries without ketchup. I like those. If they're ketchup. fresh, yes. But yeah, if they're okay. like any. Sure. If they're a minute out of the out of the fryer, sure. I don't think so. Hamburger or hot dog? I eat a lot of hot dogs, but I'm gonna go hamburger. Yeah, if we're going with like a good hamburger, ver- well, good hot, some good hot dogs are really good too, like a good smoky while you're camping. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm going burger here in the end. Like, yeah, if you get a good burger, it's hard to beat. So I'm going to go burger here. And then weirdest thing you have ever grilled on the barbecue. Weirdest thing. I, I got nothing. You, I, I just started cooking. Panini, you put paninis in your... Uh, Foreman. George Foreman grill, yeah. Man, I, I'd have to think on this for a second here. I know that like... You know, when I've been camping, we've cooked trout, like, just on a stick over a fire, obviously. One time, I was cooking a trout. We are down at Port Renfrew, caught a trout in the lake, brought it over, you know, got it all nice, put it on the fire, and I didn't have any seasoning or, or any sauce or anything. I was camping. All I had was a bunch of drinks. So, basically, I marinated it in twisted tea. You know, like the drinks twisted tea. So I like marinated it in twisted tea for like an hour in like a red solo cup and then put it over the fire and was like pouring twisted tea all over it. And it wasn't that bad. It had a like it had a little flavor in there. Didn't finish it. 
But uh, it was a good sized trout, and that's that's probably a little something weird. What wait, about wait till JD Burke hears this? <laughs> I know JD's. Uh, he was texting me earlier today. Um, what about some like kind of off balance? But this I've grilled this because I don't think this is that weird. Is to grill a pineapple, and we've put like I've grilled pineapple and put it on a on a burger before. Do you think pineapple on? Because I know your take on pineapple on pizza. What about pineapples on a burger? Because I like that. I don't like pineapple at all. Really? I I don't, I wouldn't eat pineapple on anything. I don't even I don't like pineapple on its own. I don't like pineapple. No, I think I think pineapple's good. I'm just trying to think about I don't think I've grilled anything that crazy. Hmm. You know. Yeah, I don't One think time so. well, I, uh, I just started cooking. Like I'll that's tell what a different said. story. I might have told this on the Patreon before. When I was like 19 or 18 years old, went out to a party, came back, had a lot of drinks that night and I had this idea that I wanted to make a chili. It's like two in the morning. Oh, you told me this. Yeah. So I start making the chili and I'm putting everything in it. That I got in the fridge, you know, I got tomatoes, I got, you know, carrots, I got sliced up onions, I got hamburger, obviously. And then some point of my drunk brain thinks it's a good idea that if I put popcorn kernels in the chili, that it's going to pop the kernels and turn it into like having popcorn in my chili, which was just like the stupidest idea. I was like, like I said, I was like 19 years old. Ultimately, it didn't get hot enough to pop the kernels. So it just was like a chili with popcorn kernels. And it was the worst. I couldn't eat it because you put it in your mouth and you're like chewing and it's just like a popcorn kernel there. You're like busting your teeth pretty much. And that was one of the stupidest <laughs> things I've ever done. It's I know it's not grilling, but like for a cooking story, wow, that was pretty dumb. I live and learn that you cannot, you know, it's not hot enough. No matter how I had the chili going on max, no matter how hot you get your chili, you can't pop popcorn kernels in it. Wow. That is that is quite the story because I I haven't grilling, had any I haven't had any like cooking mishaps yet aside from paying eighteen dollars for grapes I you know what I told you this on the Patreon last week because I was talking about the corn that I bought and then I told you about cherries and I said cherries they look like they're so cheap at the store they're four ninety nine I told you this last week and then you go and make the, the no no this, this was before this oh, grape okay. story that was before that but yeah all right fair enough it's, it's crazy out there man crazy yeah grapes you gotta like i don't know when a good time to buy grapes you know when a good time to buy grapes is is when your parents buy you grapes yeah because i don't want to pay for no grapes too expensive man yeah and grapes are good but it's nothing nothing that special used to have a grape uh grape vine when i was a kid oh really yeah wow you know i grew up in in the hood in nanaimo but we had a freaking grapevine in our backyard man living large my grandpa i don't i i gotta find the picture but this there was a fig tree in the backyard. Oh, yeah, you've mentioned it. was literally bigger than the house. Like, he, people, he used to bring figs to all of his neighbors, and, like, his garden, peas, watermelon, he had everything back there. It was crazy. Tomatoes. I think the best food from your own garden is strawberries. Like, just the best flavor on them. Mm. But they're hard because bugs always try and get out. I don't like strawberries. You, man. I don't like a lot of fruit. You don't like a lot of fruit. You don't like a lot of, like... I don't like a lot of fruit. I like I like a lot of fruit. I don't like a lot of vegetables, but you you're way pickier than I like vegetables more than I like fruit. I I, you know what? I didn't even like figs and like people would tell me that my grandpa's figs were like the best and I still just I, I didn't like the tech most of it is because texture. I don't like the texture of a lot of fruit. Mm. That's how I am with celery. I think celery is the worst texture in the world. Yeah. I, I don't hate and celery peppers. As much peppers as I don't like the texture of either. It's a nice crunch though. No, I don't, I don't like, like the, how it gets all stringy though. I don't like the I, yeah. Something about stringy food is something I don't really yeah. like. Honestly, even like bad steak has put me over the edge sometimes. Mm, like how, when yep. you get a bad steak, a little yeah. stringy, ugh. when it's not cooked enough. Yeah, not a lot. Of work. No, it doesn't matter. 
Well, if it's two minutes on each side, a lot of red in the middle. Yeah. See, George Foreman, don't even have to flip oh, it. Yeah, you get it's top great. and bottom. Uh, it eight. is great. All right. Well, I think we'll wrap things up there. Good mailbag. Absolutely. Flew, flew through about an hour here of content because uh, people helped us out a ton. Uh, I'll be, we'll be recording remotely next week as I'm uh, heading back to the island on Monday with a uh, girlfriend and her family to uh, meet my dad's side of the family, my jack dad as they talked about on Roxy Fever this past week. Um, so they're going to, yeah, it's going to be fun to get back to the island a little bit and, and see some people. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to do a remote recording next week and then uh, maybe an interview. Maybe we'll see if we can lock down an interview for next week. But we'll see what happens. Uh, for David Quadrelli, my name is Chris Faber. We're going to wrap things up right there. Appreciate all of you guys sending in our, our uh, the questions for the mailbag. So we're going to wrap that up. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Canucks conversation thanks for listening to canucks conversation delivered by doordash hit the subscribe button to never miss an episode how about keep it to a thank you jim hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince i'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands and they partner with factories that prioritize safe ethical and responsible manufacturing i love that luxury quality within reach go to quince.com style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order quince.com style Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.